This helicopter's not doing us any favors. No, but you can't hear it on the mics. On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we've got a special guest here in studio with us today. Um, first of all, friend. Second of all, ex-boss. Third of all, territory manager at Wilson Golf. Going to give us a look at what it's like to uh, rep for a golf company and be um, drive around to different courses and all that stuff throughout all Colorado, Utah, different parts of New Mexico, etc. Sliver of and, Nebraska. And a sliver of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all brought to you by... Pins and Aces, our official presenting sponsor. They have the dopest polos in the game. We're wearing them right now. We wore them at our round today at Valley Country Club. Shout out Valley for having us out. Played in three hours. It was phenomenal. But we were wearing our Pins and Aces stuff. A few guys asked us where we got it on the course. We told them pinsandaces.com. Use that promo code BDE and you're getting 15% off plus free shipping on anything in that order. They have polos. They have hats. We rock the hats. We rock the beer sleeve where you can fit seven beers into one sleeve into your bag. Make it discreet. But make sure you buy those beers at the pro shop or in the lounge. Once again, that's pinsandaces.com. Use that promo code BDE and you'll receive 15% off plus free shipping. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Serby. Gentlemen. The, the Red Dragon. <laughs> the, the legend. So we'll give this guy an introduction. Um, basically, the guy that got us into golf, got us into the golf business, gave us our first jobs, whether that was um, willingly or not. <laughs> And has known us since we were 13, 12 and 13 Two years feet old. in a heartbeat. That's what I had. Exactly. <laughs> and he hired us and kept us on and basically trained us on how to run a golf course. He trained us well. We didn't use the training all that well. He led us to water. It didn't mean we drank. Yeah, but he, he led us to the water. And, and uh, it's it's exciting to welcome you on, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's great to be here, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. You know how much I love the, uh, the podcast, so... Glad to be featured on it. You're the man. You kind of are. You gonna go with like Russell Wilson on this shit, or are you gonna loosen up? Oh uh, well, <laughs> you, I'm not a fan. Of, well, can I say that? On a, <laughs> of I'm course, not you, a fan of Russ. And, oh, Russell, so, so yes, uh, Serbo's also a Raiders fan. Oh, we didn't for, have to throw that out there. <laughs> hey, we we accept all kinds here. We're <laughs> we're open. We're open minded. Yeah, it's 2022. Did you guys catch the game last night? <laughs> I did. It was. I was rooting for you, man. No. I hate the Chiefs more than anything. But yeah, how do you not guard 87? Four times. <laughs> Four touchdowns, never double teamed, yeah. never a shadow on him. I don't, I don't get it. But I you, think you guys get it. Josh McDaniels coached here for a while. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say. Yeah, we know it. all too well. What I do Josh think McDaniels can do. I think the funny part about that is, so I lost a couple fantasy matchups on Kelsey. Lost another one on Adams, which I was okay with at the time. Uh, like that stat line, seven for twenty-five and four. Like yeah, that no is doubt. that's what's insane about it. It's like. 
Dude didn't do a thing in between the 20s or even in between the 10s. 90 yard, 80 yards of the field didn't do a thing. But um, yeah, Raiders lost. But we're going to get into some golf today. <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask you guys, is that. A golf do, do you guys know this is a golf podcast? No, we generally try to stay away from golf until we realize that most of the people I think are here for the entertainment, whether it's low level or high level. Yeah. Um, but we do. Yes, we. this is a golf podcast and we're actually introducing a new segment today and we're going to start this out. Um, so as you guys know, our TikTok is uh, semi funny. It's done a semi good job on on the uh, app that a lot of 12 year olds use and usually that's where we uh where we uh <laughs> you know kind of you're done kind of flow in there the high <laughs> schoolers and, and stuff like that <laughs> yeah we this is not we're not talking about ian cole um <laughs> but so we're gonna do it uh basically a tiktok comments section of our podcast and you guys thought twitter was bad tiktok comments are the absolute epitome it's, it's of, a battleground and it's 12 year olds it's 12-year-olds going at you. Uh, there's been a couple of guys that are just... There's some really old dudes, too. Um, so do you want to go first? you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, I'll go first. So this one is kind of... This is just starting us out. This is an easy one. I'm not getting to the total shit posters yet. Um, but we're going to do this every week starting now. So enjoy. Um, the, <laughs> enjoy. So this comment, kind of, we can relate this to Justin as well. So... If you guys don't know, if I didn't say it earlier, Justin is was the head pro, then director of golf, then general manager for a long time at Spring Valley. So he all the shit we all the shit we do in our TikToks is is his life. He's he lived seen it. it. Yeah. He's seen it all. Probably ten. He's probably forgotten more than we all ever know. Um, Thankfully, but, forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You try to forget. <laughs> but Hours so this this comment was from Texas Golf. This is from uh, TikTok in July, but. Uh, this was our TikTok re- regarding people coming in and asking what the fucking weather's doing. Because we don't have any sort of military-grade weather app. <laughs> they act like, like we have a Doppler radar on the fucking roof. Exactly. So you get this question all the time, but this guy goes, no, nah, when people come in like that, I always give them way too much information so they feel bad for asking. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no. Have you ever gone no. into like I so... I kind of like that. It's like super like... It's Be you're like three too minutes good for from that. now. It should sprinkle a little and then maybe in five like... You're too good for that. You were too good as a pro for that. We are not. We no, are petty not fuck, above that. And I just thought it was so funny. So you guys remember Fisher, right? The, uh, the, the other head pro we had uh, yeah, out there for a while. absolutely. Fisher was great about it. He would literally just say go to the website. Like he wouldn't even pull it up on the computer. Wouldn't pull a radar. He would just be like, yeah, I think it's uh, Noah.com that you can check it out for. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's, that's how you have to do it. Real quick. One other funny interaction. This is where I've gotten to, um, at my point in my spring Valley career, uh, is yesterday. This guy comes in and he's just one of those older guys that just wants to talk way too much, give you way too much information about everything. And then um, Megan was saying something about like, I wish, cause he was like, something's free. Is this not free? And Megan goes, I wish. And he goes, you seems like you wish a lot of things. Then he goes, I bet you wish I'd leave right now. And he, <laughs> he said that. And I thought that was great. But then he kept talking and I said, aren't you going to leave? Or, or, didn't you say you were going to leave? And he just like looked at me and walked out. <laughs> oh, was, that's amazing, dude. That's... Dude, he would not shut the fuck up. And that I I would never normally do that. Like, I feel like I have some couth, but I just had it yesterday. I was like, didn't you say you're going to leave? And he kind of just like stopped talking and just he's like, all right, guys, see you later. I was like, thank you. That's amazing. So, yeah, that's I'm at that point in the interactions. And that's when, you know, it's 
time to get out. The safe play at Valley of Fun, though, if they ask about the weather, just be like, I think it's going to be windy. Like, you're not going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. that you, is a good... I never thought of that. Damn, all these years. I, I did you, like to go, like, just way too deep into detail. It, it just gave me a little bit of satisfaction just seeing their face, like... And then that, and then it's completely wrong, of course. That's Colorado weather. You can't predict it. But, yeah, I did think that, that was a good comment, basically just, like overplaying the shit out of yeah. it so then they just don't ask again yeah um so my comment i don't even have it pulled up but somebody called me frodo um in our last <laughs> in our last uh tiktok where this fucking long drive guys out at um Meri- or why did i say meridian inverness and it just so happened we fumbled upon him st- stumbled upon him at uh, hole number 16. Fumbled and upon him. Melvin Gordon's not here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well done, sir. Um, Took me a minute. But so yeah. this guy comes over to us, and he lo- he knows who I am. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Like, he's like, dude, I got to shake the hand of a legend. I'm not, you know, I don't want to hype myself up too much. But these are just his words. Like, I'm just relaying the message. So then I was like, let's record a TikTok right now. And we did it real quick. And I hit a drive. He hit a drive. The dude is massive. He's built like a fucking linebacker. We were pl- so we're playing with a Broncos linebacker, and he made him look small. Oh, yeah, wow. that's how big this. Dude yes, is. like the dude was legit six six, probably two sixty, built like a fucking linebacker. Like he looked more like Spencer said, he looked more like an NFL linebacker than an actual NFL linebacker did. And so he he hits it out there like four hundred yards, and somebody comments like, "Whatever, it's got six hundred thousand views, not a big deal." But somebody goes. Oh, this dude looks like he's seven feet tall, and the, the you want to go even like into more depths of hell. You don't even look at all the the original TikTok comments. You look at the replies to the comments because that's that's, <laughs> that's where, where the real it, shit starts. That's where that's where shit hits the fan. So that's where I I had to dig and find uh, the Frodo comment where he's like, "Yeah, he looks real big standing next to Frodo." I was like, "Oh, very cool. Thank you, man." Like, uh, and uh, people just. I, I think it's funny. Like, I don't really get upset by anything. Um, but what do you think, Frodo? I feel like I'm a little better looking. Uh, two things. You <laughs> forgot to mention the guy hit at 400 yards was playing a Wilson driver. So let's get that in the It was story. Callaway. It was Wilson. Was it? Okay. It was Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're plugging it was, Wilson. It was certainly Wilson. Like, <laughs> it was come a, on, was man. it the Triton? <laughs> All right, let's move on. That. Uh, no, Frodo, Frodo, Frodo's not nice. No. Okay. Yeah, no. What's no, funny about the the overarching thing about bad comments is comments create more views. Yeah, sure. The more people that comment on the TikToks, the more that... So when people do that, I'm like, so please hit I us. love replying. Like, some of them, you'd get a kick out of it. Because I, I posted, like, I replied to somebody. And I, I was like, I hit that about 290. He hit it literally over 400 yards. And you get all these old guys... Well, because I say in the TikTok that I hit it 290. And this old guy goes, with that swing, not 290. No way with that swing, 290. Oh, geez. And I, so this one old dude, I wanted to just screenshot a picture of his profile and just fucking. But see, I, I feel like I need to stay above that. I can't get down in the mud with everyone. Um, but I just, I was like, I was like, okay, what was his name? It was just, I was like, okay, so-and-so. And that's all I said. Um, but then everybody just drag like not 290. You don't hit it 290. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, it's not like I'm saying I hit it 350. I I'm hit I hit it 290. Like I'm a golf pro. Like I I'm capable. So all these people just fucking were trying to drag me, and I just I'd comment back like some guys are like no way 290. I'm like thanks for watching. <laughs> like just shit like that. So I I get a kick more out of doing that. And then somebody commented on my my driver shaft, and he's like. 
this dude shaft. And I was like, first of all, it was free. Second of all, I'll whoop your ass on the golf course whenever you want. He's like, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about distance. I'm like, I don't give a fuck how far you hit it. Like we're talking 290 here. Like that's <laughs> that's not that crazy long no, of a distance. No, like and it, I mean I don't know if everybody knows, but we're in Colorado at sea level. I probably hit it 270 to maybe yeah, 280 sure. with roll, and that's pretty fucking average. Like for a, a player of my stature, probably even below average. So I'm not proud of it, but. I, I have to fucking, I have to put my fucking foot in the ground at some point. You yeah, know, you, we could just get in the mud with that all day. Oh, I would, I've honestly, like, I've gotten to the point where I've almost gone to other people's pages and, like, commented on their TikToks about how shitty and, oh, I can't even get into it. Because everybody's like, I just have to let them enjoy themselves and I'm above that. Exactly. Um, I, I like to think I'm above that. <laughs> uh, at some On point, I might media. break down. Yeah. All right. So, Serbia, let's get into this. So, you are the Wilson. Uh, I just said it earlier. I had it territory once. territory manager. manager okay. That's right. So you've had two basic, two basically two different jobs in the golf industry, right? Golf industry is a great industry. There's a lot of different ways to get in it. Absolutely. You can be in apparel. You can be in clubs. You can be in green grass facilities. You can be a teacher full time. You can be top golf now. Like it's it's ever evolving. All right. So you've had two basic jobs. Which of the jobs between being a general manager, let's call it, let's call it director of golf because that goes general manager gets a little murky. Let's let's just leave it on the director of golf side. Which of the two is a better job between being a director of golf and a rep, and why is it being a rep? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I can't really BS you guys. Um, no. I, you know, I, I enjoyed both. Like the one thing I'll say about being a golf pro or director of golf is I was able to spend time with guys like you. Like, you, you can't duplicate that on the road. And, I, and I'm not being soft, Russell Wilson, here. that's just a fact. <laughs> like, I tell my wife all the time, I don't like myself enough for my current job because I spend a ton of time with myself. Um, so that was You got to cool, find a way to love yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that was the cool thing about being a golf pro. Um, but hands down, it's being a rep. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just, it comes down to, I set my own schedule, you know. And, and as you guys know, if you're a golf pro... When people hear 80 hours a week, they think you're joking. You're not. Like You make adult money. Yeah. It's, you don't work for two <laughs> weeks and they throw peanuts at your feet. Yeah, like. so, so just from that standpoint, the freedom of being a golf rep, hands down a better gig. And so, okay, so you just got into this. This is what, two second full year being a rep, correct? correct? Yep. So, all right, so take us through the beginning process now. Like you've only done it basically once with one company. For sure. But if you were to ever go to another company or just the, the start of it with Wilson, now you, Wilson is a very interesting golf brand because yeah. they are, you know, big in the golf world. They've got a lot, you know, golf balls. They've got the whole bit, not sure. necessarily clothing too much um, through their actual main brand. But like, what was the experience like? I know the, the headquarters in Chicago. What was the experience like just coming on and learning about the product and like how did you feel about the the onboarding experience of becoming a rep like you're not like they have you know they kind of had to you they kind of had to teach you both of how to be a rep but also learning the product like what's that like take us through a day of like going to the the wilson place in chicago i remember we talked that day oh this is actually a good story he justin called me so we're good friends and you know i'm a little more technologically advanced than justin he's no doubt. In the thirty, he's in his thirties still. But Mitchell, when it was Mitchell, myself, Justin, and Sean, nobody was over the age of thirty-five to thirty-six at the time of us all working there. Although the technological difference between <laughs> us and Justin and Sean 
was is about 80 years gap and i actually kind of respect it like they they're literally the different age that didn't go to high school with computers for sure like it's it's literally the difference between our age and their age of computers in high school versus books cell phones in high school versus not just all that kind of stuff but Justin called me from Chicago and goes, how do I Uber? Like, how do I call an Uber? And so I'm walking him through it. But yeah, take us through that experience in Chicago. What's the facility at Wilson like? Like, I'm sure it's sick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the Uber call is correct. And if you remember right, when I first learned you guys had a podcast, you had to show me how to get podcasts on my phone. It's pretty um, standard. A lot of our senior members are the same way. Well, it's that's where I'm at. And, and thank God for you guys doing that because I'm on the road so much like podcasts are a saving grace. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So so coming on to Wilson, uh, the biggest first step was, was learning the entire product line, right? Like as golf pros, we kind of, you know, know the highlights of every company and, and what we're going to bring in the shop. Um, but we, you know, unless we're doing some fittings, we don't really dive into the equipment as, as much as, as I do now. Um, so it was definitely learning the product line. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's no different than what you guys do every day, right? Like, yeah, I sell stuff, but you guys sell memberships, you sell green fees, you sell your course. And so that part wasn't tough. And especially having relationships already in the community, like being a PJ member, uh, help me walk in those doors and, and not feel totally lost. Uh, the headquarters, we need to get you guys down there. Let's start with that. I would love the to. headquarters in Chicago are amazing. So we're, we're in a, a skyscraper downtown. Um, but when you go into Wilson, you're not only seeing the golf aspect of it, you get to see the basketballs, you get to see the footballs, you get to see tennis. Uh, that might've been the coolest experience. So like when I first got there, they gave us the, the tour of, of everything and, and we have an innovation center. And, uh, so I got to go into the tennis room, right? And you have rackets that are hanging up that are for Serena Williams, for, That's so sick. for Venus, for Roger. Like you talk about just a moment that was like, holy cow, this, this is so cool. And then even on the golf side, so they, they've kept all their fittings for, I guess, quote unquote, famous people. And they're opening up these catalogs, these cabinets, and like you, you see Dwight, Dino, Dwight Eisenhower, you see uh, Sylvester Stallone. Like, That's it's, so it just, crazy. It, you know, the, the, the history of Wilson is rich. Um, and, and so that was, you know, I mean, just honestly took my breath away. That's super cool, dude. Honestly, I don't know if you know the answer to this question or not, but in, within Wilson, what percentage of their business is golf? I don't know that. Um, that. That's a good question. You know, we are a huge brand and, and golf's definitely a growing brand. It's the fastest growing brand in Wilson. Um, but, you know, when you're talking like, you know, we have the NBA basketball. Yeah, that's, that's you know, what we, we, we have the NFL football. Um, Serbia's you know, hooked so me up. I have some sick nugget stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, Shout it's, out it's, to Justin for like my... Got a, I got a Wilson mini ball. I got the full size ball. I got footballs. Like, yeah, no, it's, it, oh, it, I need it's to get cool. some footballs and to throw it myself when I'm home alone. Well, we got Catch because of the Frodo comment, we got the mini balls. That, that might be more of <laughs> tiny hands. Yeah. yeah we, we got the tiny. Do you uh, have like the small hoops? That, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but that's super cool. I can only imagine, like you said, Wilson is for a lot of you who don't know or just got into golf more recently back in. What years would you say? Maybe the 50s, 60s, 70s? Yeah, up, up and through the early 80s. Like okay. Wilson was the king of golf. Yeah, it was it sure. was one of maybe three main golf brands. Yeah. And so it was, the, the history is super rich. And um, like, what would you say? What would you say is like the coolest thing that you've seen at Wilson so far? Like going into their headquarters or, you know, just, just some of the history. Because yeah. I'm sure, did they have any like golf clubs from... Uh, 
back in the day because didn't like jack play their stuff at oh, some yeah. point I mean, or? so you know wilson golf essentially i mean palmer nicholas yeah sneed sarazen like you know that's 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 why we became a brand i mean we really are the original brand of, of golf um so yeah so absolutely seeing that equipment from back in the day like the dynapower iron i you know that that predates you guys but that was an iron that was hit on the moon like that's i mean insane. that's that's how big wilson was and, and and is growing to be again and so when you take that that history you know yeah you can't have but walk through and, and just be amazed you know outside of golf again like the footballs like literally seeing boxes of footballs that say tampa bay buccaneers and you know that's <laughs> going out to those guys right that's so sick um you know that it's just it, yeah. were they, were I mean, they, that's a sports did, nut which you guys know i am like it's it's crazy did the tampa bay balls feel a little deflated right they did the, Slightly yeah, deflated. They, yeah <laughs> they looked like they didn't they are, they are stored in their own room <laughs> <laughs> um so going from being a golf pro to a rep and we've had these conversations before some of the reps dude are just and we've known this for years and granted some people are better than others but i felt like the last couple of years doing the buying myself without you at Spring Valley, like one of the biggest keys is just being a, fr- a friend, a buddy. Present, being present. Yeah, and like like if I like a rep as a person, I don't give a shit if they're selling fucking shit, literal shit. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how much of... It's a great business model, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So it never stops coming. <laughs> so how much did you take from being a golf pro in, and use that? Like when you go into a shop, especially a new one, you're like, okay, you know, from a personability and ev- and standpoint. Everybody, probably. no matter what company it is, Wilson, TaylorMade, like everybody has a product that they know they're probably like, eh, you know, not the best product. This product can kill it for you. And granted, it's all about sales. But how much of that being a golf pro like influences you when you go into each meeting? Like, hey, like I'm not going to be this. Hey, I can sell this and this and this and this. It's like, hey, let's, you know, I see somebody has a Raiders like or, you you know, for your instance, somebody has a Broncos jacket on. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll talk about football with this guy. Like, do you kind of mold yourself that way from being a golf pro? hundred percent every minute of every day, me being a golf pro and, and doing what you guys have done and what, you know, the people I'm visiting shapes every decision, every conversation I have, I, you know, it's important to me that I don't walk in and, and, you know, cause sales rep has kind of a weird connotation to it. Right. Um, I, I don't see myself as a sales rep. I walk into the shops, I see what they do good. I see what they carry and there's certain products I won't even bring up in my presentation cause I know it's not going to work in that shop. So absolutely. Like I, I think that's what allows me to be a fairly good territory manager is I've done what you guys have done. And so I know what's going to work there. I know what's not going to work there. And, and keep in mind too, if you're a good rep, if I'm selling you a bunch of stuff that's not going to work in your shop, that's my problem at the end of the year too. Yeah. And so it, it, it decreases, you know, the business I can do going forward. So absolutely, that shapes everything I do. Yeah, I almost think now that like we get into it and talk about it more, I feel like it should almost be a requirement <laughs> for be a, a sales a rep to pro. be a, at least an assistant and at least sit in on, you know, if you have a good, if you're assistant and have a good head pro above you, least let you do a few, you know, buy 10 hats or 12 hats or sit in on a meeting and just see what that's like. Because if that person's personable, you know, like, like I said, every, everybody's product is this or that, but like, you can always find a product that somebody's selling generally that's going to work for you. And it's a mutually exclusive, mutually beneficial transaction, but I am so much more likely to buy stuff from somebody that I'm like, oh, that guy was really cool. Like, let's try this or let's, you know, and they, and instead of being like, hey, I want you to sell 
120 dozen duos this year they're like hey let's try the duo i believe in the duo here's some numbers to back it up but try it out yeah and and i think like being real with people is huge too right off the bat because then if there's a product like not overselling every product product because then if something comes through the door that is actually really good and you really and i'm not saying all your stuff isn't really good but you know what i mean like something you feel strongly about somebody's gonna believe you when you tell them that you're not just blowing smoke up their ass no absolutely like you know not to to any product endorsement here but the triad ball came out this year do it sell it and Let's go. the triad ball is phenomenal right but you guys knew me you know and when we first came in like you know I, every place has things that are going to work for them and things that aren't going to work for them and so you're exactly right, Mitch. Like if, if you're real with people and up front and then you come in the next year and there's something you're super excited about, they know you're genuine. Yeah, exactly. It's not, I'm not just pushing this because it's a brand new yeah. product. I'm pushing it because it's good. Yeah. You and know, then the next year work. it's something different. You know, you're like when you hit your wagon to something, yeah. people can really like get behind it. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds right or not, but they can like, get in front of it and pull you on that. There wagon. you go. Yeah. But that totally makes sense. And you've always been a very real person. And that's, that's one of the things too, even being a golf pro where, I mean, well, in certain situations, in our situation, we didn't make any, um, what is commission off of our sales. So that really didn't play into, into account. Um, but like, I'm just really real with people about what's going to work and what's not. And it seems to be way more beneficial than lying to somebody's face. And, and that's what I feel like when you said salespeople get negative connotation, they're trying to sell you something. And there's some salespeople out there that will sell you something at all, at any cost. Like they will fucking lie blatantly to your face just to move a product. And that's that, but that I think differentiates or separates a good rep from a bad rep and somebody that lasts a long time versus somebody that doesn't. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, in Colorado, like you guys know this, we, we actually have a bunch of good reps in this state for the most part. And if you're doing your job, like I said, if you're selling in stuff, that's not going to work. That's your problem too. Yeah. Cause at the end of the year, you got to move it for the account. You got to return it. So it's, it's, it's like you were saying, Spence, there has to be a partnership. It has to be mutually beneficial for both sides. Otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah. So in being two years being a rep, obviously I think, I think we can all understand the challenge of getting product period. Like that's probably the hardest thing for you and you don't know any different. So you may actually be on the up. Like you may, you started coming out of like the possible scenario, but what other, what do you think is your, has been your biggest challenge as far as just getting your product out there and like, is it, is it meeting the new pros? Is it call, you know, cold calling? I don't, I, I don't know how much of that you did or had to do. I would hate that. just knowing us, yeah. but like we have very similar, we are, we had very similar golf pro lives where we, you know, we are, well, we're very similar to people in most aspects, especially on the work aspect of it. You know, you have a family and kid and different, different walks of life, but yeah. I feel like, I like just me, if somebody told me, Hey, you're a rep tomorrow and it's not, you know, it's a product that is not something brand new where people don't have any idea of what it is. And I'll maybe take your call. Maybe not like what has been your biggest challenge just as a rep and not necessarily Wilson derived, but just in general. Yeah. So my, my biggest, I guess, uh, thing this year was my waistline. Does that count? Yeah. You because know, because you're on the road a lot, so you get a lot of fast food, man. So that, but uh, that doesn't really answer your question. But that, that's what I'm finding currently. Um, no, the biggest thing—it's it, not necessarily the cold calling, um, but it is. So I've taken over some new territories this last year, and there are territories that have been 
underserved, right? Where we just haven't had a presence. So you're going in cold, right? You're going in for an introduction and, and you're not trying to sell something originally. You're just trying to meet somebody. Going in dry. Uh, going in going in dry. And uh, <laughs> that part's tough. If they have not seen somebody from your company in let's say four or five years, right? And you're trying to convince them that that's not who you are and that's not how it's going to be. So I'd say that's probably the initial struggle. And then, you know, let's be real. Al, Mitch was talking about, you know, Wilson was the king of golf for decades. Well, we had a dry spell. Again, not, not to go back to dry, but... Um, <laughs> and so it's like, this pod. like, thankfully this last couple of years, like the triad ball, the D9 Forge has got a lot of pub and love that we're not producing our own, that other people are talking about. But it's 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 getting people to understand that, that Wilson product's really, really good again. Um, and, and, you know, because you guys get it, like Pro V1s. Like you, you don't have to try to sell them, right? Mm-hmm. You just you, you put them on the shelves and they're going to sell. And so it's it's convincing people to give you a shot again and to really learn about the product. Um, and that's not easy in the modern golf world. Mitch, you're living, living this life right now, is you don't have time to walk behind the counter, the other side of the counter, and explain the difference between maybe the triad golf ball and, and some other golf ball. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's the other challenge is, is, you know, we can educate the staff, but it's also on us to do events to, to help sell the ball um, or to sell the golf club or whatever it may be. But yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, man. It's, it's cold calling's tough just because one, you're spending a lot of time on the road too with the hope that somebody's going to sit down and talk to you. Right. Yeah, exactly. It could be a two to three hour drive for nothing. Correct. Essentially. You know, especially when you talk about like my, my Wyoming territory and you know, Wyoming's great, but you talk about golf courses being spread out. You know, it's nice here in Colorado. I can drive 10 miles and see three courses, mm-hmm. you know, in Wyoming, that might be, two hours from course to course. <laughs> yeah. Wyoming's a pretty desolate yeah, place. It's, just, it's different. Um, what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite area to, to cover? Oh, uh, well, Colorado, but that, that's just cause you know, I'm born and raised here essentially. Uh, I'll tell you one, Utah is gorgeous. Like if you guys have not spent time in Utah here in Colorado, we talk about living in the mountains. Like you're in Salt Lake city and the mountains are like right there. Yeah. You know, so that part was, can was you really find awesome. rum there though? Uh, so, <laughs> So, I, you know, I don't drink much, but when I do drink, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you no. what's crazy. So to buy, to buy like liquor yeah. in, in Utah, you are actually going to like state owned facilities. Okay. So you, there's just not like a, a, you know, mom pop liquor store anywhere down the corner. So the first time that I bought liquor in Utah, I'm, I'm, I'm driving to this like state owned facility and there's a police station like right next door. And you're like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I want to do that. And you're yeah. just buying alcohol, but you, it's such a weird feeling. But no, I mean, there's definitely parts of Utah where you go in a restaurant, you can get a drink and stuff of that nature. It's, it's not, uh, not as tough as I it's guess a weird it used to place, be. dude. Utah's a very weird place. It's be- pretty though. No, it's, it is very pretty, but just the, I mean, I spent some time in St. George. I played a couple of tournaments down there and I had to drive like 15 minutes to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like there's no real coffee shops. And, uh, there's just the people are so weird, man. I I hate to generalize an area, but there's so many weird people. Like I feel like Utah could be as cool as Colorado, just with the laid back peep, like just laid back laws. Well, the, laid yeah, back, the like, lifestyle, like it totally could. But and I don't really understand. I don't. We don't need to get into this, but just like how Utah and Colorado are so different. Like be you know like where because like sports betting there is never going to be legal. There marijuana like alcohol is hardly a thing there. Like it's fucking insane they're living in the 1800s like i so i i would be in and out of utah that's for sure yeah and the great part is about sports betting is that it is illegal in utah but it's definitely not illegal in colorado 
On the DraftKings Sportsbook. On the DraftKings Sportsbook. So NFL is in full swing at the DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins. All new customers can bet just $5 on an NFL team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. Um, In addition, you have all these stepped-up same-game parlays. So I like to uh, play these same-game parlays on the Broncos games because I generally don't like to bet on my team. I'm kind of narcissistic with the Broncos, but I can bet on X player to score a touchdown. You can bet on how many points are going to be scored in a half, all that stuff. And DraftKings has the same-game parlays where you can add three or four together, get a bigger payout. So like this weekend, Broncos Chargers, or this Monday night, another primetime game, Yahoo!, um, I'm hoping the Broncos score a touchdown, but like I, you could have basically paid for a year worth, year's worth of bets betting no touchdown the last Broncos game, and it hit. So I'm going to probably bet on some guys to score a touchdown, probably from the Chargers, but it's fun to like watch the game and like cheer for a certain player that you know is going to do well. I mean, we got Justin here. He's a Raiders fan. I mean, Devontae Adams is a scoreaholic. Like, that dude, every game, just anytime touchdown, it should be an auto bet. So make sure you head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR, and if you're a new customer, all you have to do is bet $5, one Abraham Lincoln. You're getting $200 in free bets that you can use the rest of the season. Put them on first touchdown. Put them on same-game parlays. Um, and that's all at the DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Another one of our partners in this podcast and at DNVR is Game Time. Game Time, if you love DNVR and you love Big Drive Energy, you'll love Game Time. We use Game Time to get us some Broncos Ravens tickets. Don't know how good that game is going to be come December 4th, but Game Time gets you in the door at an extremely low rate. You can look at game time tickets. So if I look at game time tickets for the Colorado Avalanche, who our hometown team, they're going to be raising a banner tomorrow night at Ball Arena. Hopefully, uh, as Blackhawks, there's going to be a lot of Chicago fans there. So if you're a Chicago fan, uh, you can tune out to this ad. I don't think they're really going to show up that much this year. I think it'll mostly be Avs fans. Dude, I think it's just uh, like I think it's like a cult. Like, I think Colorado, I mean, you know, we know we definitely had some cult like things going on in that organization. But if you're (laughs) AO, AO, this is a game time read. Um, No, but tomorrow it's a little more expensive, but you can get in the door for one hundred and ninety seven bucks to see the banner lowered so mitchell don't get any ideas about selling your tickets we're still going yeah but if you want to go and don't have tickets go to the game time app you can get in the door watch the colorado avalanche raise their third stanley cup banner super fun night to be there and you can do it with game time so make sure you check out those show notes use that link that supports us and supports dnvr and game time all right back to mr serbo so when you're driving around all these days and have you do you feel like you've got a system now where like it's infinitely better than when you started like were you just like everywhere you're a very plain very organized guy but going to a completely different job in the same business but basically like going from a governor to a senator i actually don't know the difference between those two that's the first thing that came to my <laughs> well, mind that's that's all high level that's above our heads here. but oh yeah like do you feel like there's something what did you learn from the first like what were some issues that you had to fight to now where you're like, okay, I got that dicked. I was terrible. So literally the first year guys, I put 120,000 miles on a vehicle 
And that was That's insane. It's crazy, right? And I'm always going to travel a bunch, but if I got an appointment, like say out in Utah is a good example. I would drive out to Utah. I do the appointment. Then I might have an appointment in Utah three days later, but I'd come back. Right. I just wasn't great about my time. Like it was, I was so new. And so like, just, Oh, I have to get appointments. Right. I have to, that I, I just didn't manage my time. Well, like I would literally be in the same area two days apart, but travel 600 miles to do it. So that was the big learning curve. Like, okay, it's important that you set up these accounts, to have these meetings, but you got to do it in a, in a way that makes sense. So like right now, and, and like you said, Spence, I'm, I, I don't even know the right term for it. Like I, I'm very structured <laughs> and <laughs> that's and, loose. Right, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's exactly. generous. Um, and so like, like this year, like I, I, I have plots, I have calendars. I like, I, I set out where I'm going to visit, when I'm going to visit, when I'm going to come back again next time. And that's a big deal. Cause you know, when you're making that many trips and that many miles on your vehicle, you're spending a ton of money and, and unnecessary money. Like if, if, if I would have known what I know now, like I would have timed things out a ton yeah. differently. And so when you go like go on these different trips and get to see, like, do you, is it most reps, you know, like you can only speak to your job, but do yeah. you book your own hotels and do all that? Or do they do that for you? Yeah, or? no. So, so basically everything's on, on you, right? So you're, you're, you're booking your hotels, you're booking, you know, I mean, all the food, all the, you know, in terms of all the traveling, all the equipment, like that's, that's for you to figure out. And that was another tough one. Like, so equipment, um, I purchase all my equipment that I show. Right. And, and early on, I, I didn't know what I needed to purchase. I mean, I knew I had to show everything. Um, but like a demo day, right? Like, you know, I probably didn't have enough stuff for my first demo days. You're like, okay, I probably need this and that. And then you're like, oh no, but I, I need a ladies flex in that. And I need a left-handed in that. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely, which now is, again, one of the cool parts about my job is I'm my own boss. I mean, I have other bosses, but on a day to day, you know, week to week thing is I'm in control of everything I do and every decision I make. Um, so yeah, that, that was another big learning curve. So talk to us a little bit about, like you said, you have to purchase your own product. So I don't think people understand like being a rep, they don't just like send you with all this product right. and say, Hey, here's this and that. Like you, like you said, you have to plan it out. So when you purchase this, you're basically kind of investing in yourself. You're saying, okay, I know we need to sell the, or I need to sell this, but if you sell two or three of them, do you get to return those at the end of the year? How does that all work? No, no. So it, it's, it's, it's on your dollar and that's why you got to be smart about what you're buying. But you know, there's a return in the investment there, right? Like I could go real low on the line I'm carrying, but then if I'm at a demo day and I don't have something to show or something to hit that I just lost a sell. Right. Um, so no, so yeah, we, we buy, everything that we show. And it could be different from company to company. Um, but over time, you know, it, it's how I can get product in your hands or product in Mitchie's hands or, or my dad, right? My dad's playing the iron. So it eventually once I'm done with it, then, you know, I can, I can use it for that, that purposes. But, uh, no, that was something new. Like I going into it, like when they said, well, you got to buy it. I said, what? Like, I, I, I yeah. was like, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that expense. Exactly. So knowing, like I said earlier, we're very similar. And one thing in the, in the golf pro realm, and one thing that I hate, and I am out of the business now, out of the green grass business, so I don't have to necessarily worry about it, is learning about product. <laughs> How have you, like, and I know, don't bullshit me, yeah, yeah. just because we're on a podcast, sure. I know you're the same way. Like, when somebody walks into the pro shop, thank God we had, shout out Brian, if he's listening to this, Brian Anderson, worked at PG Superstore, fully knowledgeable. Yeah, Brian's rock People, star that walk into our shop and I'm like, dude, I don't know the difference between the SM6 and the SM5. Sure. You know, like how did, 
do you, you know, you can be honest. Did you, do you still hate that? Or do you now like learn it with like, maybe flip it to like, okay, now I know if I know this, I can sell, which boosts my bottom line, which makes my job easier, blah, blah, blah. Like how has that process been of learning your own product and like actually figuring out what you believe in, you know, cause every, like I said earlier, every line is going to have something, whether it's the greatest quote unquote, greatest golf company in the world or not, you're going to have some things that are like, eh, maybe I, you know, I'm not going to push that as much and stuff that you truly believe in. How has it been learning the product? Yeah, no, you're right. And we, we kind of spoke to it earlier as golf pros. We don't have time to learn the product. We don't have time to educate all of our, our, our uh, clients on what it is. However, that's my job now. Right. So like, Again, you know, I'm a planner. Like you guys can look in my calendar and I'll have days where it's just a study. <laughs> and it's literally me studying and learning about the product, right? And putting together different like charts or information on it. Um, because it is a big deal. When I walk into you guys, yes, I don't expect you to know the product, but you expect me to know it. And I can't sell it to you if I don't know everything about that. And so it is a big deal to, to not only know it, but then to be able to, to translate it to you guys in, in a way that makes sense, right? Like, in golf, there's so many terms that are engineering that, that are overused, right? You just want to know, is it good? Like, but I have to tell you why it's good. Um, and, and I'll say this, you're talking about there's good product and bad product. The one thing I'll say about, and, and again, I've been in the business 30 years. The one thing that Wilson is phenomenal at is we don't just put a product out to fill a, to fill a void, to fill a space. Like if we put a two-piece product out, like the Duo Soft we've talked about, it's the softest, longest golf ball there is, right? And so we're really smart on that. We don't overdo. We don't have seven drivers, for example. Tell right? <laughs> what? I would never say anything. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, so. So we really streamline our product line and make sure that if we're putting something out there, it makes sense. But it doesn't stop there. To your point, I know that you guys aren't going to know about it, and that's where the demo days or the free ball days where we're handing out stuff is a big deal. Because although. I don't expect you guys to know about it. I need your clients to know what makes my golf ball different than that golf ball, right? And, and in your guys' world, like the, the podcast, the social media, they help make my job easier. Like, because they, they talk about the product, right? They're going to talk about the benefits and the pros and the cons. And, and so, you know, if it's positive, it makes my job easier. I was going right? to so say, if it's, it's negative, <laughs> you know, I got to figure out why. But um, any yeah. pub's good pub. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> you know, at least you're talking like about TikTok you. comments. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to go down a bad road first or a good road first? We're going to end up in this on one either way. Oh, my goodness. Well, you, you choose. Okay. We're going to go going? down. We'll go down the bad road, then we'll bring it up. Okay. All right. Give us a story of a course. You don't have to obviously name the course, but a place where you went, where you walked in the shop, you felt good about the pro, you felt good about what you presented, and yeah. then they were just like, nah, on yeah. all of it, like, <laughs> and just wasted your time. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I won't name the course. That's probably better for uh, my business. <laughs> um, but I went in, did an hour and a half presentation, right? So in, in most of my meetings, like you guys have seen it, I'm 30, 40 minutes. Um, I, I try not to overwhelm or bore with a full on presentation. Um, so not only did, so I left thinking we had an order cause we wrote an order about three weeks later, the gentleman calls me. He's like, yeah, we decided we don't need any of that. Right. And you leave like on a high, right. Cause it was a new account. I'm like, all right, great. We got great placement here. You just spent the time there. Then, you know, the other part is when I get that order, it's probably another hour and a half for me putting it in the back end system to make sure you guys are, are there getting it the dates. Um, and, and it's tough. Like we talked about this, not on the podcast earlier, like Spencer, the greatest example of this, you don't say no. 
And so, I'm bad. And, and, bad and, and you're not alone there. So a lot of golf pros know that you've spent time and they want to be nice and they put an order in. And then later on, they're like, well, we don't really have the money for that or we don't have the space for that. Um, that's really hard. I've also had other meetings where we, we schedule them out like, you know, a month ahead of time and I've showed up and they're not there. That's even worse. Cause you're oh, like, Oh dude, that would be yeah. so like, I've forgotten about meetings, but at least I've been there to yeah, be yeah. like, okay, I'm flipping everything. Cause I did say I was be at this. And that's tough. Especially like when some of my appointments, like no exaggeration are eight hours away. Right. So you make that appointment, you show up and they're like, Oh yeah, no, you know, Joe's not into, what do you mean? <laughs> Joe's not in today. <laughs> yeah. How quickly I've, can you be here? I, I've, I've filled my gas tank twice and I booked a hotel room. Please tell me Joe's here. <laughs> oh my God. You know, so that's... that, that, that's killer. Okay, and now let's let's uh, let's go up the high note. Yeah, yeah. Now you obviously have to feel like you kill everything, but we know in life there's days where you're just like, oh, I fucking didn't have it. Yeah. It was there ever a meeting? I'm sure where you went in, you're like, you didn't feel good about it. The pro was just giving you the look around. He, you could tell he wasn't interested, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, giant order, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny because it's a lot of that comes down to the pro's personality, right? And, and so I have had that situation where it's like, oh, this, this guy's not even paying attention to me. He's pulled out his cell phone a couple of times and, and then he ends with, I trust you're right in order. Right. And you're like, oh, dang. And, and that's, that's really rewarding because you've come across as, you know what you're talking about. Like he, he actually likes the product, but it, those are tough. Cause really like I, I still fumble with that. Like you're going through the presentation and if I feel like they're bored or not paying attention, like you want to like alter it. Yeah. You want to alter like it, right? Stop it. And you don't know if to go faster or to go slower <laughs> to, you know, to go to this route. And so, but that's, that's realistic. And, and I try to remember back to my golf pro days, like you guys are nice enough to set up the meeting and you might be there in person, but your mind's a hundred place elsewhere. You're, you're worrying about the tournament that you got to set up for the weekend or the member guest or the ladies dinner. And so like, I try to remember, you know, it's, they got a lot going on. Right. And I'm, I'm, you know, I try to, to make it as easy as I can for them, but it's, yeah, it's, it's nerve wracking, man. They're, like, we, we, you know, when you're a golf pro, you, you kind of know what your job is day in and day out, right? And as a rep, my job changes on a daily basis. Like, I, I definitely have to react differently, um, you know, based on, on what I have in front of me. Yeah, and have you ever walked into a shop and not even seen the pro yet, but just, like, seen the way the shop is and just knew, you're like, fuck, I'm doomed. I, I, I've pulled, uh, even before that, I've pulled into parking lots before, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I, I have a feeling where this is going to go. Like, you know, but, but you, you know, it's still important to walk in the door because it can change, but for sure. Like, th- there's, there's times you walk in and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to make an introduction. I'm going to at least set some groundwork, but there's nothing coming out of this. Like, you know. Okay, so are are we ready to transition to talking a little bit about us as young adults? Let's oh, is this the good? Is yeah. this the good well, part? No, this, this this, so be, the good. This, this is a good part. Get really bad. Yeah. Well, so just give people like we don't want to take too much of your time here, but uh, just give the people a good idea of Spencer and I as high schoolers. Oh man. Um, we're all high schoolers are douchebags. I know I was a douchebag. Um, I'm still a douchebag, so I guess I preface it with that. But um, <laughs> Serbo was our boss. Like, he kind of saw it, and um, I'm a little bit nervous, but I want to hear about it. So, what? And, and t- tell people the difference between Spencer and I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, I think, Spence, I hired you 15 and yep. Mitch, you 14. I yeah, say. it was the same year. You know, so, um, you know, that was a long time ago. So, <laughs> so initially, uh, Mitch, you know this. You were terrible, man. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, I think I might have fired you once or twice or, or I know. Uh, had to have a sit-down meeting with you. I think your mom even came into me one time to talk about you. <laughs> um, so like, so initially it was a little rough with you. Uh, you guys, like people that listen to podcasts, these are two totally different human beings, right? <laughs> and they're best friends and they're brothers and they're both rock stars. Um, but Spence, you probably tend to be a little bit more my personality. Uh, at least in work, you're a little bit more uptight. You're, you're kind of rigid, strict. Where Mitch, you're you're just more relaxed, man. Like yeah. you, you you know, at the end of the day, whether you know we sell 200 green fees or sell 180, life's <laughs> going to go on, and we're going to be fine. Yeah. Um. So so that was. I mean, that's the main difference. But truly, I mean, you know, you guys both turned into rock stars of golf pros, and you know that. That's that's why, even after I left Spring Valley, people worried, and the place got better. I wouldn't um, say it got better, so but the other thing that I remember, <laughs> and and I can say this now because you guys will both kick the crap out of me on a golf course. You guys sucked early on. We man. did. Like Mitch, how you went from like not being able to break hundred to shooting par like in two years, dude. I, it was crazy. <laughs> like, and, and you guys, if you don't know this as the audience, if you're a golf pro, you gamble. Like I, I don't know a single golf pro that didn't gamble. So yeah. like the early days, it was great to take these guys on the golf course because like I made money. <laughs> But that that, was my that switch money. quickly, like, <laughs> I, I, shoot, I don't know the last time I won a match versus you, Mitch. I don't know when. When's the last time we even played together? It's been well. A that's the other part about being a golf <laughs> or a golf rep. Golf doesn't. Well, you guys seem to be playing a little bit more now, though. We do, yeah. You know, in the fall, it gets a little bit easier to play some golf and yeah. get out of the shop. But I think I played more golf in October than I did all summer combined. Yeah. So. But no, I mean, I miss those days. Like you know, Spence. I remember us coming to work in, at four a.m right? To set up an MAO tournament, right? And uh, funny story, like <laughs> we just, I, I remember coming one day and and I put on a shirt. I don't know if you remember this, that I didn't like. So like I came down the shop hoping nobody was going to be in there. Like I didn't have a shirt on, right? And I'm like, I'm going to buy a, shop, uh, a shirt in the shop before. And you're like already there. And I'm like, man, I have raised a maniac here. <laughs> as a, as a yeah. Girlfriend. The way he's fucking wired. Oh is, my gosh. Um, yeah. Like, I apologize for that, man. The apple doesn't I, I, fall I, too far. Like yeah. from you down to Spencer, it felt a little bit of the same there for sure. And um, yeah, there's, there's definitely like, I obviously had everyone. I don't want to say, I don't want to not own my, myself as a high schooler, but I definitely had some like growing up to do. I had some maturing to do. I, I had a mouth on me. I like to like talk back a little bit, talk, I would talk a bunch of shit. I still talk some shit, but I kind of pick and choose a little more. Um, but yeah, there's a lot has changed in the last 15 years. That was almost 15 years ago. That's crazy. Fucking insane. Yeah. I'm 28. I, that was literally half of my life ago when I got hired at Spring Valley. Or no, what? I'm 27. Jesus, you're 28. Yeah. But pretty close. Don't ask me. Round up. I'm not good at that for but some like, reason. Like you said, when it was us us three and Fish, you know, for most of that, I mean, Fish would have been late 20s, early 30s. So you talk about like four young guys running a golf course and, and kind of figuring out how things went as we went. Like, well, yeah. You know, we had, we had a very cool situation, like a situation I always love and remember, but it was unique. Like to have basically four pros at that age, you know, and, and nobody older above us. Freak. Like, yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is now is like, I I don't know if it was just, it's obviously a different situation, but everyone that's come to work for us, like, I hate to say it, I don't quite see the potential in them that like, <laughs> that we had. Like, yeah, no, and, I, and I mean, maybe you didn't see it at that, you know, like who knows people grow and people change, but like that, it, it would have been so crazy to see like, 
our timeline of going from like Spencer wasn't a shithead. I was a shithead, but like growing from that to where I am now, where I'm just a bigger shithead, but I somehow get a golf pro job done on a daily basis. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just been a crazy t- ride. Like, oh, yeah. well, and if you would have asked me 10 years ago, like, I don't know that I saw you guys staying in the industry. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we, we've more, all love what golf's done for us, but it's brutal. You know, you, you guys know my boy. Like if he ever said to me, dad, I want to be a golf pro dude, I'd, I'd turn him around so fast and be like, we got, we got other things to look at, you know? Oh, for um, sure. I think it's more of an industry that chooses you. You don't choose it. I think you're right. <laughs> well, no, absolutely. And I don't know if I ever told this on the podcast before, but literally I decided to become a golf pro because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I knew it was something in sports, like sports broadcasting was kind of my passion, but I was kind of scared to go into that realm. You know, I just didn't know. And when I found about out about the golf management program, and I had already kind of liked golf as a high schooler, everybody catches the bug. You, no, for the, sure. you know, you catch yeah. it, and you think you want to make it a career, and not. You know, I respect golf pros. They have, they are. It's probably one of the most under-respected professions. Thankless, yeah, 100%. because people think it's just golf and it's easy. Yep. But I literally decided to be a golf pro because I saw a program that guaranteed you three internships. And said, you, a hundred percent of our kids leave college with a job. Yeah. That was literally all I was worried about. Did I know it would turn into this? Right, right. No, but like, that was what I was worried about. I didn't want to go to college and be one of those people that's like, oh, I went to college for four years for communications and now I'm accounting or, uh, you know, or go for accounting and now I'm a marketing mate. Like not talking shit about any of these professions, just wait, not wasting your time, but basically going to four (laughs) years of college for not doing this, you know, to not, not doing end what up you, in your field. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I can get a job. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about as a 18, 17 year old kid. For sure. Well, and, and, and you know, we're, we're kind of maybe putting a negative light on it. It's, it's a great career. It's a great business, but changes like, you know, when I had, when I had Aiden, my son, you know, and I was working those crazy hours at some point, I'm like, man, I, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Like I need to be a bigger part of his life. And, and like you said, I, even to the audience, I'm sure they're listening and being like, what are these guys talking about? Like, you know, they're <laughs> golf pros, but it's, it's, it's just so far from what people actually think it, it is. Well, yeah. And like educating people on what a golf pro is and what you can, I feel like that's a huge learning curve too, because people ex- expect so much. Like it's obviously customer service. So you treat a lot of people as friends and you, you make genuine friends, but then everybody expects like, special treatment and at the end of the day like customer's not wrong so you end up giving so much of yourself and spreading yourself so thin that you feel like you have no time for yourself and it sucks well yeah and that's kind of kind of tying this all back in it's kind of what our tiktok started as is just a joke right but basically like and in podcast you know obviously our podcast isn't a joke well to some people maybe (laughs) but the the education of people just to know like like now myself and Granted, not everybody's going to go be a golf pro for eight years and then not. But, like, I know how to act in a pro shop. I know how to act when I'm checking in. I know how to do all this stuff. And, granted, we're never going to be able to teach everybody. We're never going to make it perfect. And not everybody has to be perfect. But our TikTok and, like, this, we're just growing the game of golf. But growing it in a way where, like, people understand what goes into it. Versus just, like, you know, like, yeah, you see all these golf pages. And, yeah, it's fucking funny to crash a cart. To some people, that's, that's hell. Five I grand. get pissed that's, off when I see that. Yeah, and and that's like, the stuff that like, you know, you're not going to control the youth. They're they're you know everybody did dumb stuff when they're younger, but 
there's different decisions that happen on the golf course that kids just go out and think they can fuck around. Yeah. And then they don't understand that them playing slow or dicking around on the course now turns into a problem for somebody that just works there because of what they did. And I'm not saying they have to, everything has to be perfect. It's never going to be, but that was kind of an all encompassing of our, our TikTok, our podcast is like, Hey, this is what golf pros do. And this is why it's important that you kind of learn the game and learn like, yes, the game is moving to a different area. And that's actually something I want to get into a little bit too, is it's moving a different way having people like us, having people like Manolo, who's a Wilson guy I want to talk about just a hair, but like it's still a a game of people that play it that are very serious about it. And even if they're not in a professional tournament. Um, So kind of transitioning, I know Manolo is, I don't know, is it, you call it a Wilson official Wilson athlete? Like ambassador. ambassador. Yeah, he's he's an influencer. Influencer. Okay. Okay. So you, if you guys haven't seen Manolo, you Second. not being in the in technically, you're yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck's an influence? No, yeah. Why does this guy make more money than me? <laughs> than yeah. it, it was definitely a learning curve. Like, like you know, like I said, I had to. Have, you guys had to show me how to get a podcast on my phone. Um, <laughs> and now you're like, we're paying influencers. Yeah. What's that? But this, like, you, go ahead, Spencer. You're gonna talk about this guy's a rock star, man. Yeah. So second best golf account on TikTok behind ours. But no, if you haven't seen Manolo, he's. Uh, Puerto Rican, maybe I don't want to get into those kind of weeds of you know who knows, but he's not American. <laughs> okay, he's a dude that's hilarious, but he has he's his got a, accent, he's got a his Spanish Spanish accent, like yeah. makes it. Like I don't think he'd be as funny if he didn't have it. And he talks about don't be nasty. Like it's just a fucking hilarious TikTok account. Yeah, and now he's a Wilson official ambassador and and influencer. And what what have you seen just in the two years? How much more have you learned? about like how social media has changed the way people view product, the way people view the game of golf, et cetera. A, a ton. Like, again, because it wasn't a world I was in. But you sign a guy like Manolo, right? You could argue that that's bigger than signing... Gary Woodland. Well, or, or just any PJ Tour professional. I mean, you know, obviously there's... Gary Woodland won a major, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, but like, it just it depends like, you know, what level you're talking about. But to the new golfers they're paying attention to Manolo more than they are a player on the tour. And that's just a fact. Yeah. So the influence that they have over what that customer look at or try, it's a game changer. You know, when triad first launched the three piece golf ball that we launched this last year, Manolo was all on board with it. And so our initial launch at the uh, PJ Superstores, it was the number one selling product that week across the board. That's awesome. That's the effect of Manola. That's the effect of Manola. Does it help that the golf ball was good? Absolutely. But like, yeah. And again, if you would ask me five years ago, like I would have no clue that made a difference. It's a game changer. Can I go back to the last topic real quick? Yeah. So the next TikTok you guys make, I have a request because it was my biggest pet peeve as a golf pro. We're in. I want you guys to do it in the dark 30 minutes after that golf cart should have been in. (laughs) Oh, because there was oh, nothing worse than that as a golf pro, right? You you or your staff have grinded all day, worked hard, and you're there 30 minutes after dark waiting for this golf cart to come in. And, and dude, I'm all for it. Like, you spend your money, play your golf. What golf are you playing in pitch black dark? Yeah. I, I, so, you know, if you guys could do that, That's special a great, request. I, I can't 
can't believe we've never thought of that. That's that's what I want to see. And I know you guys will put the right spin on it to make it funny, but <laughs> that's what the next one. We've never be. we've never been there both like at closing. Like I would say we have a better chance of being there in the dark in the morning. Right, right. <laughs> but we could do that. Would be great. Oh, I think brutal. we could definitely do that. You're waiting for that one cart that's to come in. Yeah, and it's 30 minutes after everything else is shut down. Oh, dude, I've gotten to the point where I go up to the parking lot and I'm like, Hey, can I grab this cart? <laughs> yeah, I've like, those and days. they like I, I'm kind of a dick. I don't really say, it, but I'm just short with them. Like they want to talk to me. I'm like, dude. It's pitch black. Like I, I am done. Like fucking get out of here. Just get in your car and leave. So yes, that, that is a that is. I'm shocked we haven't touched on that one oh. yet. So we yeah, definitely got to go there. We got we got some to do still. TikTok is still going going strong. All right, we're gonna finish this podcast up with a little segment we like to call the Grand Slam. I uh, haven't done it in a while. It's not as fun when Mitchell and I do it by ourselves. But now that we had a guest on, and thanks again for taking the time and joining us today. Um, we're going to do the grand slam of whiniest humans. We'll just call it humans because it can be an athlete. It can be one of us. It can be, you know, whatever. So Justin, since you're the guest, yeah, you, you know how snake draft works. You've heard, heard the pod. So, you know, you get to choose the order though. Do you want to go first, second or third? I'll go second. Second. Okay. Mitchell, uh, you or choose the whole order. Who goes first? Yeah. You choose it. Let's go Mitchie. Okay. All right. So it's going to go Mitchell. So we're going yeah. clockwise. Clockwise. That's why I did that it. I can it, follow that. Oh, that I, I that makes it place. easier. Okay. All um, right, Mitchell. So your whiniest athlete or human? It, it's like, this is chalk for me. Like, it's LeBron. That's my number one. Like, he whines and moans and bitches about everything. Like, and I just... I, I even got into this a couple podcasts ago just about how much I dislike LeBron at this point. Like he became such a sellout now. He's he he thinks and maybe this is just more like a rant about LeBron's hatred, uh, or my hatred for him, but he just thinks he's like the president. Like he plays basketball. And don't get me wrong, he's changed a lot of society like he, he's done a lot for society, but he's just gotten to the point where he thinks he's larger than life. Like He's the fucking GM of the the LA Lakers, basically. Um, on top of wanting to run the show with the refs, wanting to, you know, no matter what, he's going to whine about something. He is one of the biggest athletes I've seen that's just like scapegoat. That I, I wouldn't say he's found scapegoats, but he's been very deflective of some of bl- some blame that he could definitely take. And that's maybe one of my biggest gripes with him is whatever is done well, he's not the first guy to deflect and be like, yeah, I'm, you know, credit to the team. He'll always take the praise, but when it comes time to take the blame, he loves deflecting, tossing it off to other teammates. I just, I can't stand the guy. So LeBron is my number one pick there. So uh, mine, kind of on the the same note, and maybe it's, I know it's weird I'm a Raiders fan, but you guys know I'm a diehard Nuggets fan. So the guy I hate playing against – that just seems to whine constantly. And maybe it's because they've had a, a decent run against us, but CP3. Oh, yeah, Chris, that's a great Chris, one. Chris Hall drives me crazy on the basketball court. Especially because he's so – he commits so many egregious fouls, yeah. and then he turns around and bitches a- about it. Not, you know, like. a- Absolutely, man. He Yeah, he he's in there rough and tough, and then, then all of a sudden, like I, – I, yeah, Chris Paul drives me crazy on a basketball court. All right, so we're going to go uh, round one. is going to be all basketball players. Uh, I was a little worried both of you two would take mine. I'm taking the the whiniest athlete 
in the history of, of human NBA basketball from since I've been watching it, and that's Luka Doncic. <laughs> he, like, I, I want, like, maybe I would say, you know, I would never say slander Nikola's name if he has one gripe, if I have one gripe with him other than him not shooting Nikola, and he may come up later in this, I doubt it, but he he's close. But, like, Luka, when they play each other, Luka makes Nikola look like he never complains. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a play with Luka going to the basket where he doesn't throw a hand up. Right. Yeah, no, I, I hope Nicola doesn't come up here, boys. But <laughs> I will agree on that. There's nothing that drives – and Nicola, I mean, phenomenal, right? Like Unreal. two-time MVP for a reason. But when he gets so mad, he does that rough foul on the opposite side yeah, just to the stop anger. the game. Yeah, that I'm like, dude, foul. come on now. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. It will be interesting to see this year with the – that I haven't seen like in depth, but the take fouls changed. Okay. And so they, they are trying to take the take out of the game, take the take foul out of the game. Take the take. Um, so I think it's, I don't know if it's two free throws in the ball or what, but basically there is something now where they, if they determine it to be in like a, uh, Nikola Jokic center, you know, foul that, uh, who was it in the sun series that he basically killed quote unquote. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> the guard. Um, anyway, campaign campaign. The big, maybe the biggest complainer. Credit to me. Fuck that. That's pretty. Yeah, good. I was gonna be dead air for a while. I was gonna start googling. I don't even know what to Google. But yeah, they they have changed that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right, we're gonna go. All right, round two, pick number one for me. We're gonna go into this is a golf podcast, so it's got to be Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I like that. It, we've talked about it too many times, from the fire ants to the rules to this to that, like. I don't think the, the rope. Yeah, I don't think the guy just can't stay out of his own way and thinks everybody's against him, which he's starting to be more right every day. But Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> is just an, an insufferable. Yeah. All Ins- right. So I'll, I'll stay with golf. And we said open game, fair game, right? Yeah. Mitchell Smith. <laughs> So I actually considered that my name would come up because I was actually going to get ahead of this and pick myself, but no, no, you can't take that away from me. So if you haven't played golf with Mitch, Mitch is a phenomenal golfer. Let me get that out of the way. So this has nothing to do with nothing to do with his game, but I have never met somebody who hits a bad shot and it has nothing to do with them. <laughs> it's the lie. It's the wind. It's 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 the it's the cart seven holes away that just turned the key on and started pulling away. <laughs> um, I give you credit. So Jack Nicholas said he never hit a bad golf shot, right? And I'm I'm guessing that's why you do this. I try to. It's def- how you I mentally deflect. stay strong. That goddamn book he read. Oh in high my school. goodness! But if you ever play <laughs> golf with Mitch. Us expect a wine fest it i either play ridiculous. good or i whine no I, doubt 100 I, I have gotten to the point now though where i let i just don't even it's not even i'm past the point of caring so much that i have to come up with an excuse like i'm i just kind of leave it like i just wish back in the day i carried a level with me because you would talk about like this is the worst lie and i'd put it down and i guarantee you that bubble's dead in the center but you you would find something to make an excuse for why you hit that golf ball i can bitch about anything Uh, (laughs) nobody's safe there um so i'm gonna go in a different direction one of my other like least favorite people in the entire sports world patrick mahomes wife Wow. Okay. That, That's out of left field, but yeah, I get it. But the wives are almost worse than the, the actual <laughs> players. Like, and I don't want to give away another pick, but there's famously another wife that is complained about shit. Um, 
Well, I know who you're talking well, about. Are they I currently get... considering, considering separating? Or are we going to, I mean, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I have the next pick. You have so the next pick. I'll just bookend wives. Her and Giselle, now f- about to be former Brady, Bunchen, whatever. Well, Wes Walker should have caught those balls if I remember <laughs> something of that nature. She can't, he can't throw and catch it himself. <laughs> um, but Patrick Mahomes' wife is one of the most obnoxious people on the entire internet. And, and then she, like, eventually she got to the point where she wanted sympathy and, like, I just, no, your husband's worth a half a billion dollars. Um, you you don't need sympathy when you run your mouth and you complain about everything or you act completely obnoxious and like you don't know your place. What I'm not saying as a woman, she needs to know her place, but she's just flat out disrespectful. Like dumping champagne on the people in front of her in the fucking, <laughs> from the booth, like they're, the, it feels like the list goes on and on, and like I hate the Chiefs, so naturally, I I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. Like super talented, he's actually seems like a super level headed dude, and I hope he's got an airtight prenup because that shit <laughs> is gonna eventually like come to a head. Like I don't know how he lives with that. That so, and then Giselle, you know, she I wouldn't say she's as bad, but. Her husband does plenty of bitching himself, so I, um, she probably got it from him. She's just like, well, he told me to say this. Like, I don't know. Uh, I just, I've never been a huge like fan of the wives coming out and speaking publicly. Like, like th- since they're married to a player, that their opinion means more than you know anybody's as a fan. You know, yeah. so that's that's where I land on those two picks. That's going to look great on like the graphic. <laughs> well, this wasn't planned, but you can see it's actually at the top of my list. I have Tom Brady. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> well, the tuck rules got. Oh man, as as a Raider fan, I've never seen a bigger piece of garbage call <laughs> in 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 any until league some or time. this Sunday. Yeah, right. But like the, t- I mean, literally the tuck rule. And then I had to watch the special. I don't know if you guys saw it. Where it was him and Charles Woodson talking about it? Was that man in the arena? Did they talk? Yeah, about yeah, that? and they they and like he's still defending that that's not a fumble. And anyhow, yeah, I'm gonna get distracted. But uh, for a dude that has everything, right? Yeah, and has won everything, and he's great. Whatever. Come on. Yeah. Every call, and it was so funny this last week where they he got the phantom uh, roughing the passer call on him. I don't know if you guys oh, caught that. Yeah, well, and then it's so bad, right? His too. quote was, "I don't throw the flag." Exactly, yeah. and he's like, "I don't throw the," fl-. and I'm like, "Bro, bullshit." One time, man, like, yeah. you you. He has so many calls going his favor that, yeah, yeah, like Tom Brady, by far the top of my list, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go coach two coaches here Um, back to back for my last two picks. I'm going to start out with John Cooper, the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He made an absolute fool of himself. Went on an absolute wine fest. That's a great pick. After the Avs won the Stanley Cup, uh, you can look at the video. It's just, it was hilarious. The injuries, like acting like the Abs didn't have any injuries, acting like they were the better team and deserved After they'd just gone and won back-to-back Stanley Cups, yeah. like, oh, boo-fuckity-hoo, you didn't win a third in a row. Like, come on. That, yeah, that was, I feel like he lost some credibility there. You, you're not super in the hockey world, are not, you? Not a big hockey guy. But, but he, did he you see any of that? I did. Yeah. Basically yeah, exactly went out and blamed everything but his team for losing. Yeah. Exactly. And um, another one. Uh, This is more of just like a kind of a personal, just from watching a few other games. And I think if if you pulled, it'd be interesting to pull NFL referees. Um, But I'm going to go Pete Carroll. 
I think Pete Carroll is just one of those guys. Every time I see him on the sideline, he's in a ref's face. He's throwing his, he's up and down with his clipboard. He's chewing that gum, annoying as the shit. Air monarchs like, on. Yeah, the air monarch straight up out of the you know the fifty year old playbook. Um, and Pete Carroll is he's going to be my last my last. Time. I, I don't know on that one, man. For a guy that's getting older myself, I look what Pete Carroll does at his age, and like he's a role model he's to fucking me, man. Seventy two. I look up dude. to that guy, and like the energy he has at that age, I'm like, give me some of that, yeah. bro. He's got to be on the show. Well, if like, <laughs> yeah. bro, we're, he's got that Cole, much money. There's no way he's not doing drugs. Colfax like, Avenue is right down here. We'll take you down after. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be popping in and out of these golf courses <laughs> like none other. All right, so my last one is definitely going to age the conversation by like 40 years perfect uh this dude like played before even i was alive but i don't think you can have this list without him on the top of it is john McEnroe, like a tennis dude who threw the biggest fits of all time yeah and if you guys aren't like spencer looked at me like who the hell i remember john John mack but i'm telling you like the only reason i bring this up like go just google youtube some videos of him you will never see a complainer of this nature man it's like different level. Okay, what's crazy? So my last pick is actually also a tennis player, and he's become famous this year. I don't know if you, I know Nick, exactly Nick where Kyrgios. you're going. Yes, he is fucking hilarious. He's the only dude that is like I think on this whole list or female, male, whatever. That when he whines, it's hilarious. Like, yeah. but he bitches about everything. And like tennis players, I was. I mean, if we want to go like cutting or. Uh, cutting room floor or whatever like i was gonna say like all european soccer players like uh, there's yeah, plenty so- of group- soccer you could do this on just soccer yeah players oh for sure for sure applicable but tennis is a natural not naturally but it's a pretty whiny sport there's a lot of very whiny people in it and he what was he bitching about the drunk chick in the stands like saying something while he was serving and then he was he finds something to bitch about it oh it's always funny it's always it's always good. Well, and it's perfect in that world because there's no sport, even golf included, that's more like uptight and professional. Oh, than absolutely. Tennis. So you have somebody like that in that that arena, like it's it's and, hilarious. And I also think it's great because everyone can hear what you're saying. Right. Like the the place is silent and he's screaming like this fucking drunk bitch in the stands, <laughs> like like just no care in the world, like what he's saying, and everyone can hear him. And I, that's when you catch like a hot mic or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's awesome. So that's that's great. We finish it up with two tennis players. So Spencer, do me a favor, YouTube John McEnroe, because I know you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about. No, I do. Okay. I, he's like white, older. Well, he's like he wore like white a good, white good, uh, good stretch for figuring out an older guy in tennis <laughs> that he's white and older. Yeah, and, a lot of diversity in tennis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another cutting room floor for me has got to be Patrick Reed, whiny, one of the yeah. whiniest golfers yeah. in the world. His wife too, his wife's burner account. Yeah, his burner um, account. His burner account. His family's burner account. Um, yeah, you, got, what, you what? any cutting room floor? Did you have any any that you were? No, I, I pretty much hit mine. You know, I, I'm going to respectfully, other than Mitchell, avoid the golfers of the world because maybe they'll be a uh, Wilson staff someday. Oh, so, I did not. Uh, so I'm going to respectfully, okay. uh, I, I have a few in mind, but we'll do Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, what, anybody the that whole played Spurs for the Spurs. Team. I, I think, yeah. uh, Grant, oh, you, guys, you guys said soccer. I'm not a big soccer guy, but like, name me a basketball player that's not whiny. Yeah. Right. It just comes with the Jokic. territory. He's our king, so no doubt. <laughs> but he, I would say, he's the least whiny for a superstar out of anyone. On that level, yes, yes, yeah. on that yeah. level, I, I'd say. But for I'd say the amount he's of still calls, a top he sh- fifteen to twenty whiny player in the NFL, NBA. This won't be popular because we we hate this team too. But Steph Curry's not that bad, is he? 
he bugs me with how he he, no, he bugs me for a different reason just because he's very like I, and i don't know i i just the dude bugs me because he's good yeah. probably but just the way he kind of throws it in your face he does he really doesn't whine that much steve kerr it, this isn't even if we're talking we were just talking coaches he's not really super whiny talk about the most overpaid fucking <laughs> what i my dog could coach that basketball well, team luke, like, luke Walt did a pretty good job when he yeah, had that, that stretch he there. had like three losses like yeah. half the season no doubt no doubt and then he goes what did he go to the kings and of course they suck like yeah that just goes to show you the coach is doing nothing yeah like he's fucking filling a seat on the bench yeah he's he's basically managing personalities at that point yeah, yeah. And not, oh, not very well. Oh, wait, I have one more because in this kind oh, of... Oh, I'm surprised we didn't bring him Draymond? up. Draymond? Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. that's a pretty fucking... Um, he put his money where Jordan Poole's mouth was this week and fucking suckered him. Did you see the video? I saw the video, oh, man. Oh, my God. It was unreal. Dude, how fired and fucked is that Warriors video guy <laughs> for selling that to TMZ? Like One of the best things I saw that was like... It was like, can you imagine how high rent is in San Francisco for this dude to release this video? Right. <laughs> like, the guy yeah, works full time for the war. Yeah. But you got to like Draymond's strategy, right? So, because he's done this before, let's not forget. When Kevin Durant was there, he got Kevin out of town so he could continue to get paid. No shit. And Draymond Green's coming up for a contract, so maybe he's just trying to get Jordan Poole to hit the road. You're right. So he gets paid Jordan again. Poole's an up-and-coming right? guy that he's, well, he they might say, get squeezed out. I think they say that's what the fight was about. It was about both of them well, being at contract. Jordan Poole right? called him a triple single. <laughs> oh, dang. Nah, well, that, maybe I would have thrown a punch. Truth hurts. Yeah. In, truth every, hurts. in every, the Hall of Fame talk with Draymond needs to stop. But Draymond to the Nuggets, I'm all in on. He's a great guy. He's definitely he's that guy that he's on your team. You love him. He's on somebody else's team. Akeem Talib. Yeah, he's a key. Yeah, he's an example of that for me. Maybe we do another draft, Serbo. I think we could. You need to come on more than once. Well, we'll I appreciate yeah, it. We'll definitely have you back on. Recurring we'll do guests. another draft because we're just like you're. You're genuine sports nut. Like you, oh, I love sports, and we love sports. Like we could talk about this shit for hours. So. We definitely have to do this again at some point. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Serbo. Make sure you guys are following us on all the social medias. Not Justin, unfortunately, we'd give out his handle, but he's just, <laughs> I think he's probably got a burner account somewhere so you can check follow out. Follow him what's on going LinkedIn. On. Yeah. He's probably got a LinkedIn. <laughs> True that. Uh, but follow us on all the social medias. Make sure you guys are, are tuning in each week to Big Drive Energy. Tune in to TikTok at Big Drive Energy. Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod. We appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the. Zozo Championship this weekend. Tiger will not be there, but uh, enjoy some golf. Enjoy some NFL football. NHL's back. NBA is about to be back. We're about to get to the it's best October. couple it's weeks. The best month of the best year. couple weeks of the year. You guys enjoy all the sports. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.